Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Boys in the Woods podcast. This is the podcast where we discuss and talk about conspiracies, the paranormal, and just the shit that goes bump in the night. I'm your host, Palmer. And I'm Jacob. And today we're going to be talking about a landing strip in the middle of basically bumfuck nowhere. It's in the middle of the desert. Pretty much. And um, I, I guess this little landing strip, I mean, they made Las Vegas famous. And it's the center of basically any conspiracy conspiracy theory in the world. And that would be Groom Lake, a.k.a. Area 51. I don't know. I don't know if you really want to say um, little airstrip. I mean, isn't that thing pretty dang long? Oh yeah. Um, but <laughs> when it started back way back in, uh, I think in 1947. The, yeah. Um, by a company of EG and G for nuclear testing, um, mm-hmm. it was just a little landing strip in this valley. But like That's now, true, I, yeah. I think they just added. Um, like 3,000 feet of runway to like Holy an already like how it's, I think it's an insanely long runway. I, oh. I don't remember how long, but I think they just recently within the past five years added to it. If I remember Jeez. right, I don't know. But anyway, I mean, the base started back in the 1940s and 47 for nuclear testing um, with the company EG and G and from there, the CIA kind of took over um, after all of the nuclear testing. I think the, if I remember right, the CIA, they, uh, I, I think they just stumbled upon the spot when they were surveying an area for a, I guess, testing facility for new aircraft. And they just found that spot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, what was it? Uh, Eisenhower during that time? Yeah, I think it was mm-hmm. I think it was Eisenhower at that time. Yeah, he was. Uh, they were wanting to know what the Russians were doing, and so then yeah. they decided, let's go out and let's find uh, let's find a spot where no one can find it and start building some. Um, what is it? Uh, what they call them? U two planes or whatever? Yeah. So the U two spy plane. So that's that's yeah. the yep. that's basically the home base of the U two. Um, actually the YouTube is the reason why Eisenhower resigned, but I think that's a little bit too long of a story. If we have time, I'll, <laughs> I'll say it, but, um, yeah, no. And even when the CIA was there, they were still doing a lot of nuclear testing. And I mean, the Vegas that they have, I think there's a museum and people would go to Las Vegas to see, mm-hmm. um, nuclear testing. Cause you could see the mushroom clouds from Las Vegas, um, So I don't know if that's like a. Could you imagine being a tourist in the in the forties, fifties, <laughs> and like, hey, let's go to Vegas and see, you know, giant nuclear mushroom clouds that are <laughs> irradiating us that we yeah, don't exactly. have any idea of that's happening. But, um, and then when, I I believe when the CIA and the when the CIA started using. Um, the U-2 and developing the program with Lockheed. The Air Force, they also wanted a little bit of the, I guess, the action. And so they started incorporating and they wanted uh, 
Lockheed Martin and the CIA to, I guess, create planes for the Air Force. And I think that's that's a lot of the history of Area 51 is the CIA and the Air Force because it was it's kind of turned into a competition um, with a lot of the generals. They got egotistical and, you know, there was a power struggle between the CIA, Air Force, and um, the presidency also because um, the president was the one that oversaw everything because he's the commander in chief. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, we definitely see it like this power struggle during, I want to say, definitely Eisenhower. And um, I don't remember how much with JFK because I'm trying going off that book by. Uh, Annie Jacobson, the history of area 51, which is really, she did a really good job. Um, she's a journalistic reporter. She's talked to CIA analyst. Like she's like done the actual interviews of actual people and have actual documents. And you know, this isn't conspiracy theory stuff. Um, she actually has, I think one of the best documented, uh, history timelines of the base. Um, and she even has a chapter in a book that disclaims a lot of the conspiracies, which some I kind of agree with, some I kind of don't, about just a lot of the conspiracies of Area 51. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, basically the biggest start was with the CIA. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, I mean, and then what? Then the whole conspiracy theory just kind of... I mean, it obviously had to start there because they were they were testing out those spy planes and locals and tourists were seeing, you know, objects flying, what, 60,000 feet or whatever. I mean, and, I don't know. I definitely, I don't think a lot of the UFO conspiracies started until I think the SR-71 came out because... Mm-hmm. That's where you get a lot of... That's where, I mean, the Air Force kind of really took charge of the base was after that, I think, the 60s into the 70s and when we really started developing stealth technology. Um, and that's when we started to see a lot of weird things because um, an, another weird coincidence is Roswell, the UFO crash, happened in 1947. The base also started in 1947 but there wasn't really a base it was basically a landing strip with a couple of buildings Mm -hmm. um i remember there's even a story of uh, a lot of the cia was there and they're doing i think they're detonating like the first thermonuclear um like explosion and the blast could be seen 300 nautical miles off of the coast of California to Jeez. Mexico and California. And it totally lit the whole place on fire. <laughs> and Andy Jacobson, uh, the guy who, the security guard of this one gate, like is driving through ground zero and he has this Geiger counter and they're trying to like protect all these documents. Cause some people think that there's like a, you know, in case, there's just all these top secret documents that were just left there because they evacuated mm-hmm. the base for personnel reasons during the YouTube and like SR seventy one. But I think after the after the U two really started, you know, being sent on missions, I think that's where the base really started for uh I guess Air Force training, you know, 
Yep. yep. So I think that's the start. And I think once after we get into the stealth stuff with this with the SR seventy one, that's I think when we kind of move towards the UFO conspiracy theory. Because looking back on, and we're gonna we're gonna cover a whole bunch of like conspiracies because it's just Area fifty one, but. <laughs> I mean, that's I, like literally some people are like Bigfoot was created at Area 51. I mean, there's people that say that. That's, um, I mean, like it's the but... epicenter of every scene. The moon landings were filmed there, you know, mm-hmm. which is like, really? I mean, I don't know. Because like NASA actually used the nuclear craters for training on the moon because of the nuclear craters during the testing that were created were a lot like moon, the, the craters on the moon. So they actually mm-hmm. did testing in uh, Annie Jacobson. She talks a little bit about that. Um, but the base kind of has that power struggle because the Air Force, the generals, they want to take kick out the CIA and turn it into their you know, whole domain. And especially after the SR-71, I think that's really the tipping point from the base being CIA jointed with the Air Force just slowly transferring more to just the Air Force so I think that's where we see that and then after that I think I think Andy Jacobson says after the 80s the 90s that's when a lot of the history just kind of goes dark um, there's a little things, but a lot of the testing with the drones, like the Reaper and the Predator drone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, after that, I, I think a lot of it's just still, it's too soon. With all that other stuff, it's been, what, almost 70, 60, 70 years. So a lot of that has had time to come out. But the 80s wasn't that long ago, 40 years 40, 30 no, it years really well. Yeah, it really wasn't. was not long ago so. at all. But, yeah. you have anything to add about that? I mean, behind the whole history, I mean, I think you covered covered it pretty well as what uh, Area 51 is. Um, I think it is... I think it's kind of crazy where, you know, our minds kind of go to. Like, what, what, what made us just think instantly that, oh, Area 51 is now you know, a place where they're holding aliens or they're creating, you know, alien spacecrafts. Um, so I, th- I think, so I don't know where that started from. I think a lot of it had to do um, because of Bob Lazar. And mm-hmm. Bob Lazar is the first person, he's the first whistleblower of area 51 back in the 80s i mean he's the one and i there's a documentary on netflix with uh by jeremy corbell that's really good and it's bob lazar he's a pretty humble guy and any jackson kind of talks about him a lot but not really um but his when he was like 20 I don't know how old he was, but in the 80s, he came to the Las Vegas um, news and said, hey, there's a secret base um, in the middle of the desert, and 
I am a, I think of, I, for kind of engineer he is, but I've been working on um, alien spacecraft. Mm-hmm. And yep. he started all in, um, whatchamacallit, like in secrecy. Uh, he went to Alamosa. He worked at Alamosa. He went to Harvard, MIT, I believe. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's Harvard, MIT. I definitely know he works at Alamosa. And when uh, George Knapp, the uh, reporter from Vegas, they tried to fact check him, they couldn't find anything. And so in this um, documentary by Jeremy Cabell called Bob Lazar, which is, or I think it's either Bob Lazar or just Lazar. It's really good, by the way. I definitely should ch- check it on Netflix. It's, um, it's really interesting, but um, they try to find basically Bob Lazar. They don't have his um, birth certificate. They can't find his birth certificate. They can't find any record that he went to MIT, Harvard. They barely found um, paperwork of um, him working at Alamosa. The only record they have of him working at Alamosa was like a phone directory from I think the late 70s of him in the employee phone book. And that was the only thing that they could verify. And Bob Lassar said, you know, during the interview process, um, they basically made him a nobody. Like they basically, any public record was taken off. So he's not really technically a a real person, Um, which is, I mean, he, when he came out, he was, um, shot on the freeway. He was trying to be assassinated. His marriage was, I, I think he's remarried, but his marriage was, um, I tried to be just torn apart. His house was bugged. And people in Vegas knew him as the jet car guy because he would build homemade jet cars for racing Jeez. and stuff in his garage. Um, but yeah, and then he said, hey, I work on... Um, I reverse engineered UFOs and I was one of the people that did and he describes this whole experience and he's the he's the first person to basically publicly acknowledge the existence of Area 51 and whistleblowing it which is weird because you have this whole generation of people who saw the nuclear testing but he's the first person to actually say that there's a base mm-hmm. and um You know, that was about it. Yeah. A lot of people thought he was, uh, I guess, a scam. A lot of people didn't take credibility. So it was just like one of those things. And Um, I got a, I I pulled up just, I I, I read a little article. It's, 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 it is from CBS News. uh, And it just, it just says what it says. Let, uh, Lazar claimed he and others had uh, had been stationed at a base in the Nevada desert called Sector 4. Uh, Lazar said mm-hmm. Sector 4 was underground. Uh, it was connected to Area 51. Um, and then it later on does say that they had no record of him at all. Right. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it, it is crazy how, you know, how much the government did not want to let area 51 be known to the public you know they were they they were willing to shut down anyone they possibly can and make and make him look like he's crazy 
which yeah. I find and, which I find typical. It, it's it's a typical government thing. Mm-hmm. And the and the name Area Fifty One comes from the uh, government. Was it land claim area? So there's Area Fifty One. So, yeah. It's this land claim. There's also like Area Fifty Two, which is right next to it, which is just different land claim. But mm-hmm. Area Fifty One is basically that's the reason why it's called Area Fifty One is because of that land on public records is that's box claimed by the U.S. government. Um, and actually on S S Four. Um, yeah, that's where you said you worked on, um, you know, this mm-hmm. S4 and just, I think in the past year, two years in the, his interview, he described this barometric needle thing that would, um, measure your bones. And it was cause I guess the measurement of your bones is more sensitive than your fingertips, like your fingerprints. Hmm. Like, so yeah. in case someone did infiltrate and, was able to get uh like fingerprints it wouldn't matter because i guess your finger bones are unique to yourself which is <laughs> which i didn't know and yeah, that's crazy so he, he talked about this and i think jeremy corbell on uh the joe rogan podcast they're both on there i think they just another guy from a different base he said this equipment just came out and described exactly what Bob Lazar said. Jeez. Um, another thing, Bob Lazar said they're working on this Element 115, which um, is kind of used in our media today, like with Call of Duty zombies. Element 115 is what they use to create the zombies, which I don't think has... It probably might have, you know, some correlation, you know, that, that they might have used... But in the 80s, he was saying there's this element called 115. I forgot the, the actual met, uh, scientific name for it. And then in the early 2000s, uh, a, a university in California said, yeah, we made uh, man-made 115. And they're developing Jeez. properties for it. So, so far, a lot of the things that Bob Lazar has said has come out to be... Uh, actually factually true mm-hmm. which is yep. i mean even further i just evidence of what happened and what he did um and then a weird thing is um in the documentary jeremy and asked bob Lazar, and they go out in to the middle of nowhere like in the woods they they go nowhere and they actually bury their cell phone and jeremy asks Lazar this question if he did get any uh, element 115 out and at first he wasn't going to say anything like he, he went there's like a certain question that he wouldn't answer he's like we're not going to go there um and then Bob texts him and they meet up and in the documentary I don't think they um say anything they don't, they don't say what the question was, but the very next day, the FBI, the CIA, the, there's like, there were like 10 three letter agencies that, cause I guess Bob Lazar, he owns his own like scientific, uh, material lab that he mm-hmm. sells to, you know, schools for scientific, you know, studies and stuff Yeah. yeah. at his, uh, whatchamacallit, 
and they go through every single document. They take his computers. They want everything. And Jeremy thinks it was because they were listening to their conversation somehow, and they were looking for that element 115 that Bob may or may not have taken out. So... Anyway, to answer the very first question, I think that's where, um, (laughs) you know, conspiracy theorists of the UFO originates because Bob on, he had the schedule of when they were testing these craft. And I think it was either a Wednesday or Thursday that the Air Force, they had like like data of when um, high flows of traffic were on whatever interstate it was. And that's whenever it was low for the since there was less amount of people, that's when they would mm-hmm. test. And Bob started taking, you know, he would go out and watch these. And then he started getting a whole bunch of crew, like people to prove that, you know, this is where it's happening. And one night, or I guess one, I think it was either the sec- second week that he did. Um, there was like a group of military guys just walked up in night vision, complete dark and arrested him. Jeez. But they have like video of like actual UFOs move or, you know, whatever, you know, UFOs, their craft, whatever, um, just doing crazy shit. So Mm -hmm. I think that's where it started. Um, Now, some people think that the Roswell crash, um, a lot that was taken to Patterson, you know, airfield base. And some people think it was sent to Area 51. I don't really know a whole bunch, but I but that would happen in 1947. So somewhere between after and then when Area 50 Area 51 became a black project base, you know, or before then or whatever, I think that's where a lot of people started thinking just because it's Area 51 and you know UFOs mm-hmm. and whatnot. That's the association with it. And it, I. It, I mean, Area Fifty One was it was uh, very secretive. At least, at least they tr- the government tried. They they tried their hardest to try and make Area Fifty One very secretive. Um, but what was it like the eighties, nineties? It just it just did not work. You know, people started started to know exactly where it was. You know, they they wanted answers. They wanted to know what was going on. Uh, why right, why I, would I, why would we have a military base that's so that's got such high security to it? Right. And, and it's in the middle of freaking nowhere. Well, yeah, it's hard to get to. Yeah. Um, and actually, uh, you remember you ever seen the show Factor Fake? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they go to Era 51. This is one of my favorite episodes. I remember when it aired, like, was it 2008? I actually ran it on Amazon. And um, they hike up to Tickaboo Peak, which you can't mm-hmm. do anymore because the nope. government took that land. So you can't yep. even hike where you could, you'd have to have like a super <laughs> high tech camera lens to actually see, get a resemblance of what was going on in the base. Like you could see the base and even yeah. with that camera zoom, you could barely make, make out buildings and stuff. And people were hiking that and just taking, you know, sitting up there in photos and whatnot. And so when you were able to hike Tickaboo Peak, which I think was like a 20 mile hike or something, I could be wrong, it, but it yeah, was, it, it was it a was, hard, it was, it's, it's not a it's easy hike. Yeah. Yep. And, um, they have the whole team. This one guy is on Tickaboo Peak 
and it's the middle of the night, and all of a sudden, the entire base, all the runway lights, the entire base just lights up. Do you, have you seen that episode? Yeah. I yeah, think I, didn't yep. I show that to you? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So you remember the, all the base lights just lit up, and oh, then yeah. all of a sudden, the other team on like the different uh, mountain where it was easier for them to set up base camp and they had a sky. All of a sudden, they saw a streak just go. And well, first, before <laughs> that even happened, the camo dudes, they went up and they were being really active and they were watching them and stuff. And then all of a sudden, they were just right on them. They didn't like stop or anything, but they were watching the team. And then all of a sudden, on their sky cam, they see this light just like streak over the night vision camera and then the base just goes black. Like every light in the base turns off. Not like Jeez. flashlights, just not like floodlights. Every, it's like the entire power system to the place just went off. Jeez. And they have I mean, this thing on photo, like on video, just going across the sky and then the base mm-hmm. lights up all the lights and then boom. And that was probably the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like they were freaking <laughs> out. And I was I was freaking out. I was like, holy shit, what the hell is that? So I think that's and then a- I think after that, since so many people were doing that, they bought up all the land. So you can't even get remotely close. No. I read that there was I read that they shut they they took over that that part. And then I read that, that you could possibly get to another one, but they said that one it's I heard it's harder to get to, and it's, I mean, you won't be able to see anything. It's just so right. far away. You're not going to be able to see, you're not going to see anything with the naked eye, at least. Right. But, I mean, that whole area, um, I mean, when I was out in Arizona, uh, I, we were chilling out in the pool at, like, 12 o'clock. And also, you see this, I mean, that whole area, you can see something. And, you know, we just see that this green zigzag just appear, just go, and then it's gone. And you're like, what the fuck was that? (laughs) You know, like nothing. And there's no, we don't have planes that can just shoot across the sky at that speed making zigzags. No. It's just not, it's not possible. Not at all. No. Nope. And I don't know, Eric. Area 51, it, it just gets me thinking, like, what, I mean, obviously, obviously the government knows stuff that we don't know, um, especially recently since they, you know, they have came out and said that there is extraterrestrials, and we've seen, you know, video evidence of, of flying objects that they have caught, and it kind of mm-hmm. amuses, it, it, it amuses me, but it makes me right. wonder, like, what, is, Amer- is Area 51, like, do they, do we, do we communicate with them? Well, the and thing if so, that could, I, it, could it be from there? I'm curious. And Eisenhower, when he resigned, because of Area 51, and he knew the, uh, what is it called? The, um, oh, crap. It's the, the military industrial complex. That's what it is. He saw the, the military industrial complex and what they were doing, and... I mean, he was part of the U2 program heavily. And the reason he resigned is because um, the pilot that got shot down in over Russia, he was supposed to kill himself because the CIA, they gave all the pilots a uh, coin that would eject them with um, this poison that would kill them instantly. 
And in his training, they just added ejection seats to the U-2. So instead of just dying, going down with the plane, because there's no affiliation on those pilots. They didn't have any U.S. flags. Their cover story was they're doing scientific data, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And he was supposed to kill himself. Well, that didn't happen. He ejected. They captured him. Gorbachev, uh, he waited. Eisenhower told the world that basically had no U.S. affiliation. Gorbachev waited about two weeks, came out on live television saying, we have an American pilot. And Eisenhower, that was the first time Eisenhower lied to the American public, like just the world. And that was the moment he resigned was because of that incident, because he lied and was basically caught red-handed doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, well, to be in his shoes, that had to have been hard, obviously, because he went, he, he, he was part of something that went, that, that was supposed to be very secretive. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, it just went to shit. It's just done right. instantly. So it's like, well, yeah. what am I supposed to do? <laughs> mm-hmm. And so now it's interesting because with the industrial military complex, you know, some military officials, the president doesn't know everything what's going on anymore. No. There's That's so much the going on. Anymore. There's just so well, much you can't. I mean, and when you look at it, he's a temporary government employee. Yeah, he has, you know, I mean, that used to mean something, but not anymore. I mean, even members of Congress, they don't really know what the hell is going. So we have, what is it, the di- nine... It was September 10th, 2001. The um, Department of Treasury said the Department of Defense could not account for, what, $3 trillion over the past 80 years? $3 trillion, mm-hmm. And they broke it down. That same, on 9-11, I think it was 9-11 or 9-10, the Congress was supposed to have a hearing about UFOs with Robert Drucker Gear or Dr. Gear, which he has a I think it's called Disclosure on Netflix, another really good documentary about UFOs and um, the government line in the military industrial complex. And 9/11 happens, and all of a sudden that is taken out of public. Um, what call it? Site. No eyes, one cares yeah. about the three trillion dollars lost. I think there's another documentary that came out that year, the year after, that talks about that. That was kind of brushed under. Um, I saw like a few TikToks about it, and then I kind of forgot what it was called. But Congress totally shifts gears, and we hide this fact of these black projects that the U.S. military might know, but. They might not even know what the hell is going on. So we don't even know if Area 51 is even controlled by um, the Air Force since we have all these military contractors by Lockheed Martin and whatever. And some people even think that the new Area 51 is in Dubway, Utah at the Army Proving Grounds. (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, we are... You know, some people do think that Area 51 is just literally a setup. You know, it, it's something that they were trying to keep secretive, but they were like, it doesn't really have to be that secretive. But let's create another base, another base that's even that, that no one's going to think of. Right. 
I mean, and actually, um, UFO hunters, there's some guy, since that part of that lands on Native American reservation, supposedly it's underground base, and there's, like, different tiers to it. And if I remember right from that episode, there's, like, the first three or, like, first two tiers are, like, where human scientists can work. I think level three is where supposedly, I, I really don't know if I believe this, because, I don't know, some of those UFO hunter guys are just fucking crazy, but supposedly this guy, they got in this um, firefight with aliens, and, and I guess he was an army guy or private contractor, security guard, whatever, and, you know, some firefight, or conflict happened on level three, which is where extraterrestrial and human scientists will work together, supposedly conducting experiments on humans. And there was another like level, like I guess the last two levels are where only aliens can do experiments or authorized humans aren't even authorized on it, supposedly. And you know, supposedly this firefight happened, but a lot of people say that a lot of the shit that happened at Air 51 has secretly moved over to Dubway since it's a little bit more secure and whatnot. I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, it, it's it's hard to believe. It, it really is. It's hard to believe what what's going on, especially especially since you know we we think the government has control of it, and well, nowadays we don't we don't know what the we fuck don't know the who the hell is in control of anything. Yeah, exactly. We have no idea. We we just don't know. Right. And, well, I don't know if I can say this on air, but, you know, there's definitely going to be key, going to be, I mean, there's conspiracies of the current global situation. I won't say the C word, but the current global situation that we're going through, you know, some people say the conspiracy theories about that, that, you know, that these black, you know, government, the black government is controlling, and this is just a plot of theirs. Who's know? I don't really know. I think that's a far-fetched thing, but it's really interesting to see all these things kind of fold out that used to be, you know, cons- like actual conspiracy theories that were just totally so far left out of you that you're like, there's no fucking way that could be real. Mm-hmm. And within the past, what? W- even within the past five, ten years. Yeah, I'd say five, ten years, yeah. A lot of it has just slowly just been dripping and dripping. And a lot of the truth, you're like, well, now it's not even conspiracy theory. No, it, now it's, it's at that point, blown. it's the truth. You know, yeah. Have but you then seen you want to new... go, but then you want to know what's okay, so we know the truth now, but is there more to the actual story? Like, is there more to this, though? Right, like, Is exactly. there a conspiracy behind this conspiracy? Mm-hmm. And the thing so we, is, is will continue. we know? Like, will we ever know? Or is, are we going to have to wait? Are we going to be in our <laughs> 80s? And they're going to be like, so A, B, and C are right. This isn't right. Everything else is true. Um you know, yada, yada, yada. And we're like, you know, yeah, we could have started World War Three just like this. We ended World War Five. <laughs> no one knows about it. Yada, yada, yada. 
I think oh, there and there's will be aliens stuff and Bigfoot and all this other stuff is actually real. Um, we've been able to, you know, go to Mars with a, you know, time travel, you know, all this bullshit. And you're like, wow. Well, with the whole aliens things, I mean, just recently, like I said, the government has released that they are, that there is extraterrestrials, but now people want to, they want to know more about it. They want to go into right. more depth of a conspiracy theory. It's like, will there, will there ever be an end? I, I don't think so. so. I really don't. I'm not getting political when I say this, but the reason why I don't trust like Obama and the Clintons is because they're the first, like, like Obama, he was the first president to actually publicly, uh, what is it? Publicly not announced, but publicly come out and saying that there is an actual U.S. government base in the Nevada desert, and that's it. Do you remember that when he did? Oh, I think he was on. Jim yeah, it was Kimmel in twenty. It, yeah, it was like twenty thirteen. Yeah. yeah, it was. The yeah. Year, I think. Yeah, I think I read it, it was twenty thirteen, and yeah. So after what, 60, 50 years, he's the first president to come out and publicly say that we have a base. And then when Hillary Clinton was running for presidency, she also did the same thing. But I don't, I, I honestly don't care who's saying it. I mean, honestly, whoever no, would say it. The like, thing is, is like Jimmy Carter, he was huge. And uh, like, if you listen to Robert uh, Gear, he was a, the CIA analyst on the UFO topic theory for Carter and Clinton and Carter, he was like the first president to actually believe in UFOs. Like mm-hmm. he was actually doing some digging. Um, supposedly according to the disclosure document, um, the secret service went to Robert Greer and they told him, I'm sorry if I'm butchering his last name, but they told him, uh, I guess he gave them all this stuff on the UFOs and they were going to do an investigation and the Secret Service came to him and said, yeah, Clinton isn't actually going to be pressing these people. We can't guarantee his safety. <laughs> and I, I, he was like crying in the document. He's like, he's like, how is that, like, how is that even a thing? How can the, you know, president, how can the Secret Service not keep the president safe from these people and they're like yeah we just can't he's we're too scared of pushing this so we're not going to push it and then that was basically the last thing behind closed doors of whatever Mm -hmm. and then congress was going to have that meeting in uh 2001 that never happened for reasons and but do you think i mean now do you think that 9-11 was supposed to happen dude there's been things that come out about <laughs> that, that too. That, 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 that can I, I come for another episode, but yes. I mean, yeah, we're definitely going to do another episode. And supposedly <laughs> a, a new documentary just came out this year. On, I think it was on HBO about it. And Tim Dillon, uh, the comedian, I was listening to his podcast and boom, he was saying shit about it. Like he's, I don't, I definitely don't think, and even you know, there's a Netflix documentary done in like 2002 that they took and they did all of it. I mean, again, we're going to cover this in a later episode more in depth, but they said there's no, there's no way those are, you know, American pasture liners, you know? So I don't know what to believe. I know it's very, 
these are all like touchy topics, but like as the years gone by, a lot of shady shit has come out. You yeah, know? yeah, stuff has been revealed. We've been we've been told the supposed truth. Right. We and don't even know. I mean, honestly, we don't even know if it's the full truth. Well, shit. Even with you know the U.S. government, I mean, this happened in the, what the last two one year, like one to past year, two years, maybe three, where the U.S. government is like, oh, we deny the existence of UFOs, and then mm-hmm. boom, hey, uh, the Pentagon is doing a full blown investigation of the UFOs. And this Tic Tac object that the Navy recorded, um, yeah, we think that's extraterrestrial. And then they go back, well, no, we don't know if it's extraterrestrial, actually. And you're like, you know, so a lot of the documents, I mean, there's thousands of pages that people are reading through. And I think, you know, once people are done actually reading this shit, you know, well, I don't know if disclosure is here about the UFO topic or, you know, what's been going on in Area 51. But it's like, who, when are we going to know? Are we going to know? Probably not. But We're never going to know. Especially really these aren't. past two years where we're like, well, shit. Maybe the, you know, Pentagon's like, maybe they're ready. Maybe, maybe there's something bigger out there. Maybe this is I, just like the tip of the, you know... I don't know, whatever. I think they want to just tell us just to just to see what would happen, just to be like, all right, let's see if they we can get that chip off their shoulder. Let's see if we can get the conspiracy theorists off of us just for a little bit. But it, it's not going to happen. Whatever Dude, you tell I mean, the public, they're not going to they're either going to believe you and look more into depth or they're not going to believe you and still look more into depth. No matter what, there's still going to be a lot of research done, no matter what they say. I guess like even the Pope had they I guess the Pope and Vatican they have their own private uh interstellar observatory and their own like scientists looking up at the stars and I guess I th- I think it was in the past 20 years maybe past 10 years holy shit we're old um, we are old you know they had a meeting with all of the worldwide astrologies and talking about the UFO topic I mean what is that going to mean when would you, how do you, how would you react you know, saying that that would change everything if, you know, the world governments came out and said UFOs and extraterrestrials exist. I mean, how much history do you think would be changed? Because, I mean, supposedly we have the Nazis that were supposedly had the Bell UFO and were working with extraterrestrials. Now we have the American, you know, base who fucking knows what Russia is doing? I mean, Andy Jacobson even said that the craft that landed in Area 51, or not Area, in Roswell, wasn't a UFO. It was a Russian plane to spark propaganda, which is an, a topic for another episode. But we don't know. I don't think anyone knows what the fuck is going on. No, no one does. It's It's... it's... But, I mean, it looks like we're turning the corner with the Pentagon. I don't think... I think we'll know so much of what happened at Area 51 until, like, from, like, the birth of Area 51 to, like, 80s. 
80s up, I don't think we'll know for a long time. And I'll be really surprised if we do. I think the only way that we will know what is actually happening and what is real and what is not is if is if thousands of people see the same thing at once. You know what pisses me off? What the fuck ever happened to Let's Raid Area 51? Was that last year or the year before that? Oh, Whatever happened to two that? Years Do you ago? remember that? I don't yeah, know. People like people went out. Like there was like a few thousand people that went out, but no one actually went in. No, they, it was like a, I don't even think it was that. I think it was like a hundred people. Yeah, it was. It the was military very was minimal. like they had freaking A one air they were ready. and like yeah. And that makes could you wonder you, why. Could you, could you imagine? Well, I mean that. I mean, point, yeah, it's a military base. There's like there's like that point to like. I think 20 miles plus to the actual base. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine if, like, you know, the U.S. military is like, we're just going to let the A-10s run and just totally just... <laughs> I mean, could you imagine that? <laughs> could you imagine that? That would be civil war, probably. That would probably start civil it would, war. Yeah. It, what eh, would that... I mean... What would the complications of that... Like, if, if people actually had the balls and the numbers like could you imagine if we had like well you'd have people who'd say you'd have people you had people who'd say what's the last biggest concert i I don't rolling loud is always a pretty big one down in florida let's see oh shoot what just happened but we could say that i don't let's see i just lost my train of thought We would, we'd have people that would say, yeah, it's really wrong that they did that because they, that, not the, that the civilians did that because you're, you're walking on military ground and there's literally, you know, they have the right to kill. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. and then you have people who'd say, no, you can't do that. It's your own, it's, it's your own people. Why, why would you want to do that? But at the same time, it, we have rules and regulations. Okay, so 1991 Monsters of Rock Festival in Moscow, uh, one of the biggest concerts ever, took place. 1.6 million attendees. I don't know. That's attendees. I don't know how long the concert was. But uh, let's see here. It looks like close to like 200,000 in one area. Okay, 200,000. That's a lot of people compared to like what, you know. That's like a that's like a whole sit town. Yeah, but yeah, that's, can you imagine that's... if we had like an act like let's say let's say half a million, okay, half a million, half a million people are at the gates and they storm Area Fifty One. They're all dead. Not all of them. I shouldn't say no one's gonna make it. Let's just say that no let's one's gonna make it. No one's gonna see them again. They're gonna be locked up in prison. Yeah, exactly. They're either gonna get killed or they're gonna be locked up. They're not going to make it. We're enacting martial law in Nevada. Yeah, something would happen like that. Can you imagine? And then I honestly think, I honestly think that maybe they they'd shut down Area Fifty One. Well, I mean, I mean, I I mean, could you imagine like they could just lock up all that shit just like boom? They probably have a contingency plan. Probably, yeah. You know, they have some type of yeah, they have some type of plan just in case something goes wrong. Of course, that. That or, or instead of that, they, they drop down. No, 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 no. This is what happens. All these people here, okay. 
all of a sudden, this giant mothership just comes out. Oh, my out, God. This is not Independence what, you Day. Know, boom. And they start taking people in. And those people are never seen again. And they're used for, <laughs> you know, anal probing. And <laughs> Was Independence, giant, Independence Day wasn't... I, I read something that Independence Day was, like, the first movie that really, like, recognized Area 51. There's no way Actually, true, I think right? so. I think so. Independence Day came out like the, what, 1998, right? Yeah, but even then, that's like the first major I mean, movie to like. Yeah. I don't know. Let's see. Let's see. Let's let's see what the old Google has to say. Uh, first movie to publicly. What would you say? Public? Uh, yeah, publicly announce Area 51. First use. I'm going to say use Area 51. Not 52. Let's see here. Mm, no, we're just getting Area 51, the movie. Because I could have sworn there had to have been, I mean, there had to have been other, other movies before Independence Day. Zero Dark Thirties on here? Really? No, there's no I've way. I've never seen that movie, actually. I haven't either. A really good alien that's supposedly... Uh, the fifth kind, or was it no? The fourth kind is supposedly based off a true story in uh, Alaska. That movie is freaky. Hmm. Interesting. I think Independence Day is. That is really that. That blew my mind when I read that. I think you're right. Like to be used in an actual movie, I'm fairly sure. Dude, I'm not going through a hundred titles. My God. Oh, never mind. Let's see, 2016. Year 51, 1997. Why don't have the... No, I'm pretty sure you're right. I don't. I can't think of any other movie. Because I don't even think, was it Mars Attacks? I don't even think in Mars Attacks they used Area 51. No. I think you're right. I think, I think Independence Day is the first movie to use Area 51. That's crazy. That is... That blows my mind, honestly. Mm-hmm. But I mean, who the? I mean, with Dubway, that's another story of, you know, conspiracies and whatnot. I mean, there's another conspiracy that one of my brothers told me about, and um, Stanley Kubrick. He there's a lot of conspiracies with him because supposedly there's a teddy bear in like The Shining, all a lot of the movies he's done, and he was involved in. Um, the Bohemian Grove. I, I haven't done a lot of research on it. I just I'm just kind of go off the of memory and um, stuff that happens with when he was making. What I I think he might have made some of the moon landing, uh, like videos, mm-hmm. which is a, a conspiracy in its self but according to Andy Jacobson we actually did go to the moon there's no and I'm a personal believer I there's no way we did not go to the moon because yeah they're they're really a lot of we wouldn't have the technology that we have now if it wasn't for that space program we don't have computers we have modern day a lot of shit I mean yeah there's so much there's so much I definitely think that some Americans have learned from from the moon landing technology wise we we have right we've been we've become so advanced due to that yeah, but like I definitely could see a lot some 
of the videos to be faked because I mean there's a lot of stuff we fake like the the government fakes oh. and the oh yeah I mean even just small shit that is faked I mean news people do that all the time right now yeah so and we're I mean we're we're literally surrounded by quote unquote fake news all the time so I mean that's why it's hard to believe anything right but yeah I there's a lot that can be said about Area 51. Um, it's just how far do you want to go down the rabbit hole? Yeah, it, that's that's the real question. So, I mean, do you have anything more to add? I got nothing other than it's great to be back. I'm excited oh, yeah, it's really good to, to start back. this up again. It's definitely not the same without Colby, but oh yeah, I mean he's he's always a pot stir. That's funny. Um, <laughs> I mean, if he's, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm waiting for the day that he's gonna be like out hiking or something, and he's gonna be like, dude, I I actually saw Bigfoot, and he has like a video. He like somehow recorded it. If he and... shows me a video of Bigfoot, like legit Bigfoot, I I wouldn't know what to do. Dude, I'd be like, "What the hell?" I was like, "That just," I just like, and just like, "Dude, yeah." And he like chased it, and like is like this thing's like seven foot tall, and there's no way, yeah, because there's no way Colby could fucking fake that. No, um, I don't know. Colby would be too dumb to fake it. I think. <laughs> hey, I think we should talk about Bigfoot next week. I'm never opposed. Well, we'll to see who knows uh, what we're going to talk about next week. Yeah, but till the day Colby shows us a video of Bigfoot will be the day that we will keep on making fun of him. I don't know. We got to keep our audience on the on their feet, just like how conspiracy theories keep us on our feet. Ooh, ooh. Or I should with say toes. That, sorry, toes. Yeah, with that, get our tinfoil hats on. <laughs> yeah. With that, uh, I'd like to thank everybody for listening to this week's episode, episode one of season two. I we hope we enjoyed it. We really enjoyed making this date, you know, this week's episode. Um, it would be uh, a really big help if you guys would actually um, leave us a rating, comment on uh, wherever you're listening to this, uh, DM us on or when did I say that right? DM us, message us on Instagram at Boys in the Woods Podcast or on Twitter, uh, Boys in the Woods P. Um, you can even email us at Boys in the Woods Podcast. Um, it would mean a lot, especially, you know, if we're starting, you know, get some growth. We're going to be doing some giveaways, uh, possibly T-shirts, hoodies, stickers, um, and do something with that because we really, we like to make this like, a you know, a really big thing. I don't know about big, but like we'd like to make it a thing um, oh, yeah. where we get a good following and we would definitely like to get, give back to you guys. But we also would like the feedback um, on what we can make better, what to do different. You guys could say, fuck you guys. And we'd be like, understandable. Haters going to do you, but <laughs> we'd really like the rating and the suggestion so we can um, make your listening experience way better. I don't know. Do you have anything to add to that? <laughs> no. No. Well, I'm Palmer. 
And I'm Jacob. And we'll see you guys in the woods next week. Have a good one. Bye.